0: Warren Buffett is not easy to describe. Physically, he is unremarkable, with looks often described as grandfatherly. Intellectually, he is considered a genius, yet his down-to-earth relationship with people is truly uncomplicated. He is simple, straightforward, forthright, and honest. He displays an engaging combination of sophisticated dry wit and cornball humor. He has a profound reverence for all things logical, and a foul distaste for imbecility. He embraces the simple and avoids the complicated. Reading Berkshire's annual reports, one is struck by how comfortable Buffett is quoting the Bible, John Maynard Keynes, or May West. Of course, the operable word is reading. Each report is 60 to 70 pages of dense information. No pictures, no color graphics, no charts. Those who are disciplined enough to start on page one and continue uninterrupted are rewarded with a healthy dose of financial acumen, folksy humor, and unabashed honesty. Buffett is very candid in his reporting. He emphasizes both the pluses and the minuses of Berkshire's businesses. He believes that people who own stock in Berkshire Hathaway are owners of the company, and he tells them as much as he would like to be told if he were in their shoes. When Buffett took control of Berkshire, the corporate net worth was $22 million. Forty years later, it has grown to $69 billion. It has long been Buffett's goal to increase the book value of Berkshire Hathaway at a 15% annual rate, well above the return achieved by the average American company. Since he took control of Berkshire in 1964, the gain has been much greater Book value per share has grown from $19 to $50,498, a rate of 22.2% compounded annually. This relative performance is all the more impressive when you consider that Berkshire is penalized by both income and capital gains taxes, and the Standard & Poor's 500 returns are pre-tax. On a year-by-year basis, Berkshire's returns have at times been volatile. Changes in the stock market, and thus the underlying stocks which Berkshire owns, create wide swings in per-share value. To appreciate the volatility, compare the results for 1998 with 1999. In 1998, Berkshire's value increased more than 48%. Then in 1999, the amount of Berkshire increase dropped to a paltry 0.5%, yet the S&P 500 increased 21%. Two factors were involved. Berkshire's results can be traced to poor return on consumer non-durables Coca-Cola and Gillette, while the S&P increase was fueled by the outstanding performance of technology stocks, which Berkshire does not own. Speaking with the candor for which he is famous, Buffett admitted in the 1999 annual report that truly large superiorities over the S&P index are a thing of the past. He predicted, however, that over time Berkshire's performance would be modestly better than the S&P, and for the next three years this turned out to be the case. Then in 2003, even though Berkshire had a terrific year, book value up 21%, the S&P did even better. This in no way diminishes Berkshire's overall track record, nor does it weaken the investment philosophy on which the long-term success was built. I believe that the fundamental principles that have so long guided Buffett's decisions are uncompromised, and that they still carry opportunities for careful investors to outperform the S&P 500. The purpose of this audiobook is to present those principles in such a way that they can be understood and used by thoughtful investors. Very few people can come close to Warren Buffett's investment record, and no one can top it. Through four decades of market ups and downs, he has continued on a steady course that has produced unmatched success. What he does is not flashy even at times very much out of favor, and yet over and over we have seen him prevail over others whose exploits gave them temporary, flash-in-the-pan stardom. He watches, smiles, and continues on his way. How did Buffett come to his investment philosophy? Who influenced his thinking, and how has he integrated their teachings into action? To put the question another way, How is it that this particular genius turned out so differently? Warren Buffett's approach to investing is uniquely his own, yet it rests on a bedrock of philosophies absorbed from four powerful figures. Benjamin Graham, Philip Fisher, John Burr Williams, and Charles Munger. Together, they are responsible for Buffett's financial education, both formal and informal. The first three are educators in the classic sense— And the last is Buffett's partner, alter ego, and pal. All have had a major influence on Buffett's thinking. They have much to offer modern-day investors as well.